From DS Media Studios in Tema, Ghana, this is Two Peswas. Two Peswas is a weekly podcast where we cover a range of topics, from buzzing media headlines to music to highlights from the week. Each episode is co-hosted by myself, Peaches, and Eddie. Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode 40, which also happens to be the season finale for season three. Mm -hmm. And um, we really appreciate you having joined us on the journey thus far. 40 episodes in. That's no joke. Mm -mm, It's a lot. (laughs) It's been much, much, much more work than we ever anticipated, especially now that we transition to our basically self-production setup over here. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, thank you for rocking with us. And um I guess let's just get started. Absolutely. All okay. Right. So in my in the news today, we're talking about a news item that has been in the news for the, the last couple of years, but then it came up recently again. So Uh-oh. I thought I'd address it. I don't think I don't think it's what you. It's not. No, I don't think so. Okay. So, so sometime in the early two thousands, two Dutch researchers explored to bring TEF to the Netherlands. Is that your news item? No. No. Okay. Ter- no, not Ter- at all. Okay. okay. Right. So um, one of the men who spearheaded the, um, the project, and his name is uh, Jans Roitsen, and under the company Health and Performance Food International, they decided to bring TEF to uh, the Netherlands. Now, TEF is a small grain. I believe it's one of the world's smallest grain, and it happens to be Ethiopia's, one of Ethiopia's most common um, grains that they use. Mm. It's important to their culture, it's important to their economy, and uh, it has multiple health benefits. And if you're like me, you like like injera, you like Ethiopian food, then that is what Tef is used for. Tef is used to make injera. What was the other one you talked about the other time? Inset. Inset. That was another one. journey. So because of its benefits, you can is benefits is stacked as a superfood. You can see how the vultures will try and descend on it, right? Now, uh, around 2005, the Ethiopian uh, Institute of Biodiversity and Conservation partnered up with this company and uh, the company with a with 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 promise that they would get profits, like they'll, they'll, they'll receive profits from whatever HPFI made when they planted the seed and all mm-hmm. that. Now, HPFI then went ahead and applied for and also gained a patent for TEF. Oh. I know. Can you patent? Listen. Brain? Okay. That was that was and it became a huge thing between Ethiopia and the Netherlands. So they gained a patent to sell or import the grain as they wanted, and somehow they did this without the Ethiopian partnership or the agreement that they had had. Hmm. So the seeds totaling of about thousand five hundred kilograms were sent to the Netherlands. They were planted. The seeds were harvested. But for some reason, it didn't really catch on in the Netherlands. Mm. So this HPFI company went bankrupt, and that was that. Unfortunately, the patent was still valid. Um, now, there are a bit of conflicting reports on that, but then it somewhere it stated that in 2012, the company re-bought the, the patent, the patent patent, however you may call it, for 60,000 euros, and then transferred it into a new company under a new name, under a different under a different name but with this sort of the same address mm-hmm. absolutely uh, ridiculous now as fate would have it this Royston ended up suing another uh, dutch company because they used tef to make baked goods because he has yeah he has patent on it and exactly then, and he so was, the patent is it a global patent or just for the netherlands 
it's it's for the Netherlands and for Europe as well. Mm. So, right. And um, so, yeah, he sued this company. Unfortunately, the or, or fortunately, the Dutch um, courts threw out the, the, the lawsuit and then also said that the patent was actually invalid. Mm. So that was a good case for the Ethiopians. They are able to use their TEF to make products and sell without In being Europe, sued. In Europe, right. Exactly, without being sued. Now, the problem at the time was that um, the patent was also valid in other European countries, so Italy, Germany, and I think the UK as well. So a German lawyer took this on and decided that he was going to see what he could do about it, and it looks like by the summer of this year, the patent would have been dissolved, would be, dissolved, mm-hmm. would be invalid. Now, the whole thing is just really, really, really strange. A culture that has used their grain for so so many years you come in there and say in the name of you have discovered mm. or you have found something and you're going to patent it that is just very, very stupid and there's a name for this kind of thing it's called activists call it biopiracy mm-hmm. so biopiracy is the act of um, marketing plants or other biological material from the global south without sharing profits with the countries of the origin. So basically, you're just coming, for me, it's just theft. You just come and steal something that you don't know about, that other people know about, but because you think it might bring you so much benefit, it's a new superfood, you go quickly, go patent it, and then claim it's mm-hmm. yours. And there was a whole lot of uproar over this, because it doesn't make sense. Right. It's like somebody coming to Ghana and saying, we're patenting, patenting um, Gary or something. Right. It just doesn't make sense. Can I stop you there? Yeah. Okay, so mm-hmm. I am... Um, well, not me specifically, but my brother is like a very, very, very sort of emotionless, business-minded person, mm-hmm. right? And he'll say that there no, there's what's the what's that Jay Z song? No church in the wild, mm-hmm. right? So he would say, the thing you should do, you should have a license and patenting office mm-hmm. of government. Mm-hmm where you identify all your valuable resources yourself mm. and patent them yourself so, so that nobody so, can because i remember mm. a couple of recently actually mm. people were talking about the use of kente right um, in like other like people using i think they were even talking about uh black panther right and whether oh. it was a, you know uh, people because people used imagery and like fast clothing mm. and symbolism and whatever from different Af- african countries mm-hmm. and i think they were saying that you know they didn't pay for it or even adding cross symbols things like that yes. and i'm like all right well mm. if you want to go that route then you have to have some sort of legal claim that mm. says nobody is allowed to use these mm. things mm-hmm. without you saying and i think we could do that mm. like just cover your bases yeah. basically but the thing is that you wouldn't think like you and i sitting here we wouldn't necessarily think that okay we need to patent any of our grains because somebody's gonna I come know. you know that, you're it, not it, thinking yeah. in that right you're just thinking but anything you're that's unique food. that's the thing mm. we don't ever identify the rarity and value of mm. our things baobab mm. is sitting there people have already started calling it a soup all these we need to jump on make sure that our bases are covered you know anything that you hit palm oil at one mm-hmm. time became this mm-hmm. coconut or all these things if we had some kind of you know let's say there's some unique strain of coconuts that's our ghana specific or something get a to, pattern mm-hmm. get, lock that down mm-hmm. lock it down. you're right we actually do need to pay attention because that's how the world is moving so instead of you know it's one thing to debate the ethical mm. nature of it and how it's you know yeah. underhanded or whatever but that's just there's nothing legally barring mm. you from doing some of these mm. things therefore you have to also 
protect yourself legally mm. and it's just like people who trademark phrases and stuff and right. they're like everybody has been saying eyebrows on fleek or whatever mm. it's like okay but then nobody, nobody took that step yeah. and somebody took that step right? but in a way it's also people trying to take advantage of situations absolutely unfairly, you know oh, they're like you know what i'm just gonna get this and I, this could happen with NSAID, the thing that i talked about mm-hmm. while, it could happen People have said, I've done the research, I've seen this and this, so I'm going to do this. You right. know, it's terrible. But just like someone said, nobody here, hmm. no corporation got where they were without doing something. Do you understand? Yeah, like yeah. somebody got stepped on Absolutely. to get there. Absolutely. And so if you understand that there are no friends in business, there are no real, like, people are not going to do the right thing, yeah, then you know that, absolutely. okay, you cover your bases. And the minute they they, they step out of line, you're like, Thank hey, you, you owe me $5 million. Yeah, 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 you're right, you're Pay right. Pay up yeah. in hundred crisp $100 bills, you understand? <laughs> so. yeah. All right, and just to add to that, there was also a term coined by a uh, philosopher, and she coined this kind of thing as culinary colonialism. Mm. So when exported indigenous foods are rebranded to appeal to Western consumers, to keep just enough association um, with the unfamiliar, but to, to make feel it exotic, exotic enough right. exactly to you know to 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 be appealing to 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 others, and that's that's just I just it's just colonization really, another form of neo yes, neo colonization, which honestly, appears in various forms. Various forms. If you don't keep, some that like you wouldn't even think of. Yeah, right? You're sitting here yeah. thinking somebody's gonna rebrand my food. Watch them take fufu in a minute. And the rec- <laughs> even recently, there was something on plantain chips. Plantain chips that we've all been mm. eating. Some, I think, some company out there. I don't know in what what country they did, and they got so much attention, and people were annoyed. Like, yeah, we've been doing this plantain chips, and then somebody stepped in, just like you said, and said, "Well, but what have you done about yeah. it? Have you done this? Have you done that? They you went know. to do that. So why are you complaining? Mm-hmm. You know." So that's that's my story. Luckily, it's sort of been it's been resolved. The Netherlands and Ethiopia, I think they've been going back and forth a bit well, about mm-hmm. it, but then, luckily, it's been resolved. So that's that's that. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. All right. Crazy. Thank you. Food for thought. <laughs> yeah, literally. literally yeah. <laughs> okay. okay. So for my in the news, sky trains are coming. Mm-hmm. All right. So I don't remember actually if I talked about this maybe in season one or early in season two about you know, uh, the government saying that they would be um, starting uh, sky trains um, in the country. Um, however, in November of 2019, the government formally signed a $2.3 billion concession agreement with uh, a group called the SkyTrain Consortium, which is made up of about, I think, three or four different corporations uh, for the Accra SkyTrain project. So at the time, that which was like, again, in November of 2019, the investors said that the first station could be ready in as little as nine months, which turned <laughs> out to be a gross exaggeration or <laughs> let's just say unbridled optimism. However, in February of 2020 now, the Ghana Rail Development Authority, GRDA, announced that the feasibility studies for the project have actually been completed, right. suggesting that the construction phase, barring any unforeseen circumstances, um, could actually begin soon. Now, the proposed uh, system would consist of five SkyTrain routes mm-hmm. that originate from a main SkyTrain terminal at Kwame Nkrumah Circle. So okay. that's like slap bam in the middle of Accra. Mm. So four are going to radiate outwards from the main hub, and the fifth 
route is going to be a circular circular intercity route. So mm-hmm. it's going to go mm-hmm. round mm-hmm. and the other ones are going to go out. out. Okay. Now, <laughs> I've mentioned this before. The, cyn- the cynic in me mm. is like, again, this government, from what I've noticed, tend to like sexy projects yeah. right yeah. they like projects that are headline grabbing like the blood drone thing and whatever whatever uh, but the practicality of it mm. is is somewhat questionable mm. i want to see these feasibility studies basically um do we need sky trains mm. yet mm. are we able to because again maintenance culture in this country is absent is it the best idea to have sky trains? Yeah. Have we finished perfecting our underground no. <laughs> trains first before jumping to yeah. sky? There is that, which a future video we plan to talk about that. Mm. There's a rail, there's a, there's a, inter, there's a Temba to Accra rail line runs from Temba and I think ends at high. I'm not sure where it ends, which mm. is why, like I said, I'm going to be investigating this mm. further. But from what I can tell, nobody uses it. Mm. Hardly anybody uses mm. it. So, you know, if that's the case, and again, when we are talking about Lagos banning the Okadas, are we, you know, looking at, if you're going to try and, how are we going to encourage people to, to use, use the SkyTrain? Yeah. Because again, I don't think that the, ri- I haven't heard not one person saying, oh yes, I took the train to work today. Mm. Never, never heard it. Mm-hmm. And yet supposedly there's a train, they did a big deal of commissioning it, so on and so forth. How are we going to encourage people to move to alternate modes of transportation yeah, transport, yeah. when they seem very beholden to the typical trotro, blah, blah, blah. Five lines doesn't see when you can, you know, because the trotter routes, whatever you say about them, are pretty convenient. Yeah, they, they stop everywhere, they literally yeah. stop places where they're not even supposed to, to stop. stop. So yeah. it's very convenient for people. How will we ensure that the SkyTrain is actually a viable and suitable alternative? How much are the tickets going to be? Because if you can't be price competitive with the trotter and you're going to insist that people, yeah, it's going to be empty. And there's again only five stations or whatever it is, it's gonna be empty. It's Mm -hmm. just going to be this albatross of a project that costs $2.3 billion. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I'm optimistic, but very skeptical at the same time like i said i need to see the receipts show me the receipts i need to see the the feasibility study they should publish it it, let us read because this thing sounds mm, i don't know sketchy sketchy (laughs) but anyway that's that's my my news okay So I have two songs for you uh, this week. The first one is a song by Emily Sunday. I think we've talked her. about her before. Love her. Yeah, the song is Sailor. I hope we haven't talked about that. I don't think Not we have. Sailor, Not Sailor. No. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. right. So Emily Sunday is a British singer, songwriter. She's born to a British mother and a Zambian father. Her first album came out in 2000. Her first solo came out in 2011. That was Heaven. Mm-hmm. And then her album came out after our version of Events. That was a beautiful. Oh beautiful God! Album. Listen, <laughs> she's amazing. My future wedding song is on that album. Oh, is it? Oh, look at that! <laughs> so she studied medicine at the University of Glasgow, but left uh, with a degree in neuroscience. And Silla is off of her Long Live the Angels album, and is a track that talks.
talks about faith, regardless of whether you're a religious person or not, it's just generally talking about faith. And it's a slow, somewhat a slow song. It makes you think. I don't know. Anytime I listen, you just want to mellow and sit and think about your life, sort of. You know, it's a beautiful, beautiful track. And because we've talked about Emily Sunday before, I'm not just gonna go further. Check out Sela by Emily Sunday. The second song that I have for you is a song called Indulge and it's by Jones. Uh, Jones is a British based alternative pop singer. Her full name is Cherry Jones. And she grew up listening to Stevie Wonder. And apparently her name, Sherry, is from Stevie Wonder's My Sherry Amore. Oh, that's yeah, that's where she got her first name from. She grew up listening to Otis Redding and Al Green as well. And she said her, her songs are very autobiographical. So when you're, when you're listening to her, it's something that she actually experienced. And I like it. It makes, it makes the song a bit more authentic. Yeah, so you can hear the emotion. Exactly. Feel the emotion. Yes. And she started songwriting by uh, writing, uh, by putting in diary entries. So I guess from that, she, yeah, she made, made some music. Um, indulges off of the album New Skin from 2016 and I like it because it's, it's kind of different I, and I like different. Mm-hmm. I listened to the album yesterday, I really liked it. Oh, it's not something Jones. that I'll I'll listen to, I usually listen to, but yeah, I quite liked it. It was, mm. it was different. Oh, this, is, this is a good song. Okay. So, yeah, those are my two songs pretty short Emily Sunday, Sailor, and Jones with Indulge. Wonderful. <laughs> Okay, so I have, look at me having to check here. I think I have, <laughs> yes, I have three songs this week. Uh, the first one is by a singer called Jesse Reyes, and it features Black, aka Six Lack. We've gone over this before, uh, and it's called Imported. Now, Jesse Reyes is a 28-year-old singer and songwriter from Canada. She was born in Toronto to Colombian parents. And um, in 2014, she got accepted into the Remix Project, which is by the Academy of Recording Arts, so in Canada. So it's like an incubator slash mentorship program. And whilst there, she was mentored by Daniel Daly. Now, Daniel Daly is a lead singer of the group Division. I've talked about Division here before. They're Canadian uh, R&B duo. They make some of the sexiest, smoothest music you're going to hear. I featured one of their songs, I think it was way back in season one. Amazing. So she was mentored by Daniel Daly at the time. She's released two EPs to date, and her first album is not out yet, but it's scheduled for March of this year. And this song, Imported, is off her second EP called Being Human um, in Public. And it did very well. It got nominated for a Grammy for Best Urban Award. It got nominated and won a Juno Award, which is like the Canadian Grammys. And I think that one, it won like Album of the Year or something like that. So it did very well. Um, it's, it's a really great body of work. And Imported is on there. And I just love that song. It makes me so happy. It's like a smooth, it's just like a vibely R&B song. And it talks about like not... I guess not lingering on past love, right? So they're singing to each other and she is saying, um, he said, get over him by getting under me. So I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, it's kind of lit and I love it and you should check it out. Okay. So the second song I have is from a group we have worn the hell out on this show, Salty Soul. Oh, Lord. <laughs> So, Sati Soul is a Kenyan quartet. They're four singers. They started out as an a cappella group whilst in. 
college, which is like high school there. And um, they've been making wonderful music for years. We love them on this show here. And they have a new song out, and it's called Susanna. And so Saucy Soul have four albums out to date. The last one was called African Sauce, came out in 2019. And uh, I think they're probably gearing up this because this is not on that album. This is just a standalone single. Um, but as usual, wonderful. And this one has, you know, that East African Sukus guitar mm. riff, which just immediately, I've never heard one East African song that I haven't been like, ooh. <laughs> and yeah, beautiful melodies, harmonies, gorgeous, just an all around beautiful song. Susanna Sauti Soul. Okay, and so the last song I have for this episode and this season is by DeMarco and it's called True Friend. So DeMarco's real name is Colin DeMar Edwards and he's a dancehall and reggae artist from Port Moore, Jamaica. He's been in the game for many, many years, probably has name recognition, you probably know who that is. Um, he's been popular enough to apparently have done a show in Ghana. I guess I wasn't here then because I'd have probably gone. Um, he has a huge catalog of singles. According to Wikipedia though, he doesn't have an album, which seems weird. Or oh, maybe he's just one of those people that does. Just, yeah. just does, but Jamaican artists seem to do that a lot. It's just songs. <laughs> Instead on the rhythm and challenge. So rhythm after rhythm after rhythm, songs here and there. Uh, so DeMarco, so True Friend came out in 2019 and it was one of those songs that, you know, like I said once, uh, dancehall songs are either bedroom stuff uh, or, uh, you know, I tell brutality, roots stuff like, you know, consciousness or gun, gunting or, you know, this type, which is like uplifting and whatever. And it's basically talking about the people that have held you down and um, you know bust a shot for your true friends <laughs> and so yeah it just got me thinking that you know going through the period I've been going through like my true friends Eddie's one and I'm so appreciative I'm going to be abusing them this coming week they have no idea what's coming oh, we know, we'll we all know. share this burden so yeah that just inspired me to make this my song and just and you guys out there are true friends too for listening and supporting us so that's my third song so just to go over imported by Jesse Reyes featuring six, six black uh, Susanna by Salty Soul and true friend by Jamaica all right so in my what the f today um in southern india specifically kerala residents of a building were shocked to find out uh, that not water was flowing from their taps but something else they said it was a smelly liquid that was coming out of their taps turns out that the liquid was a mixture of beer brandy and rum <laughs> it turns out that some uh, 6,000 liters of alcohol had been confiscated and been buried and then it leaked into the, oh well, my into the well that supplies them with water. So after the complaints, the pumps are being cleaned and yeah, the, the authorities are looking at ways to rectify the situation. Interestingly, they say the state of Kerala is said to be one, said to have the highest consumption of alcohol in <laughs> India. So yeah, you got that. But for me, it just led me to ask the question, how safe is our water? Mm. You know, I've seen some information by word of mouth and on, on websites that our water is actually not that safe. So I tried to do a little digging. And uh, 
2019, I believe, the Minister of Sanitation and Water, or the yeah, the Minister of Sanitation and Water Resources revealed that there is widespread contamination of drinking water, mm. with 48% contaminated at the source and mm. 76% at the point of use. Which is quite worrying, it to is. be honest. It to is. Be honest. It means the water that we're drinking. Like my mom, for example, she doesn't drink tap water. She we she boil our mm. water before we drink it. Okay. And, but mostly we drink bottled. But water. obviously if it's tea or whatever, we boil it before yeah. we drink mm. it. Because my mom is also not playing them games, games yeah. either. So that's really just a short one. It's, it, may, it just makes you think how easy it is for impurities to get into your water. And, and I you do, wouldn't... Mm. Sorry, I do also recall them talking about, you know, gallon same mining has affected uh, water supply because yes. they, they, you know, put chemicals and silt mm. into the mm. rivers, which are the same rivers that we're going to, you know, pump our drinking the water, water out of. Yeah, so, yeah. And of course, we can also, I was thinking about um, uh, that city, oh God, what's the city in Detroit that the water Flint, is? Flint Michigan. Mm. Michigan. Sorry, Michigan. not even Detroit, yeah. Michigan. Mm. Flint, Michigan, how their pipes are leaded and everything. And I wonder, what are our pipes made of? Honestly. Because when were these things installed? In 1952? Like, what? what's it's, going it's, on with our to pipes? Be honest, it's like we're, <laughs> we're sitting here and we're not thinking. But if you really think about it, it's scary. If you have even seen, and I have seen, uh, water repair, water line repairs done. Yeah, you see some sh- shirtless guy mm. dripping with sweat standing inside the pipe in his flip-flops it's, and whatever and i'm like this is going on someone's house yeah and then you open the taps and they are brown and as soon as they become a bit yes. clear then you start drinking yes. but meanwhile you don't know what's in the water it's no it's to be honest it, hmm. for me it was a cause a cause for consent to be honest like what are we drinking what are we drinking hmm. so that's my what the anyway. I mean, yeah something to think about uh, definitely Alcohol, definitely impurities and things Someone Scary. should test it for us. Yeah. All you people doing science at, at <laughs> Tech and Ligon or whatever. Can you yeah, guys do get some, some tests? Do yeah. some tests and let us know. <laughs> Listen, I might even go get a kit and test it myself. Yeah, I'm sure those things exist. Mm-hmm, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's that for me. <laughs> All right. So in my What the F this week, which is apparently missing from my notes. <laughs> wow. I've had a rough week, guys. <sighs> Well, well, I don't have. No, I'm gonna wing it. <laughs> yeah, no worries. So well, my what the f? Too, I mean. No, I'll just say. So my what the f this week? Um, I was trying to find something lighthearted, and I found a story about a doctor in uh, Tennessee who had declared a patient she borrowed three hundred thousand dollars from mentally ill <gasps> after the lady said, "Where's my, <laughs> my money?" money. <laughs> <laughs> I said. Scammers come oh in all shapes, God. sizes, genders, and age groups. Insane. Yes. Mm. So apparently, these mind you, these two were supposed to have been, have been friends for about twenty five years. So this patient loaned again loaned this doctor. Her name was <laughs> Sue Ellen something. Sue Ellen Lee. Mm. Uh, Three hundred thousand dollars, and when she asked for the money back, yeah, she 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 declared her. Um, she cl- declared that she had dementia. Jeez. Therefore, she didn't know what she was talking about. Is that Therefore, what uh. $300,000, right? <laughs> Go on. So how this thing even came to light is that she wrote a letter to the patient's daughter mm-hmm. saying that your mom has dementia. So, you know, we're going to need to start taking steps or whatever. So the daughter was like, no, she doesn't. <laughs> 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 
so I believe they went and got a second opinion from a different doctor, mm. and he was like, he found no signs of dementia. dementia or any kind of mental illness, reduced capacity, mental capacity, nothing. Wow. So it ended up at the Tennessee Board of Medical Examiners, mm-hmm. and Dr. Lee was brought before the board, and so on and so forth. And it turned out that, you know, the patient was saying, it's because I, mm. I asked her to pay me back my money. money yeah. now she decided to tell people I'm crazy. And so at the board hearing, she, the, to, uh, Dr. Lee did admit that she didn't do any type of tests or anything to determine. <laughs> she just decided just by looking at her face that, yeah, she has dementia. So in the end, now this doctor is old. She's like 70-something years old. So instead of revoking her medical license, Mm. they allowed her to retire and made her pay a fine. So Mm. she's had to retire her license voluntarily and paid a fine, but claims that she's been set up and she still stands by her diagnosis. Like, if you don't go and sit down, down. if you don't go and sit down at your big age, Mm. at your big age, your doctor's coming. Uh, that is that's rude <laughs> rude and a little worrying like some but because you know if the daughter hadn't you know if because assuming this this other lady so if she's her friend i'm mm. assuming she's quite old she's older too mm. assuming she had no one to, yeah, to step in they and have be put like her somewhere give yes, her medication all, yes all, the whole. all you could and they could she could have gotten away with it she could have gotten away with it you know so mm-hmm. anyways so that's my yeah, that's my what the f this we thank goodness i remembered what yeah. it was it's straight to, to two persons today my two persons is a bit different we always come here and talk about our opinions and things so i'm just going to give you a, a few random things about me and yeah oh i that love should it be, yeah that should, should have be. told me i've done some uh, yeah. <laughs> i'm sure you can wing it like oh, yeah. that, i know i prepare some holes <laughs> and over here <laughs> so just a, a light light sort of a light thing uh right the first one is that a couple of years ago peaches and i recall Song. <laughs> now, as you know, we both love music, oh, and God. we decided to go to my brother's studio and and you know, track. We say we're doing the track, and yeah, I, I'm just hoping that track never a, sees the listen, light of day. The whole EP was coming out, y'all. <laughs> we were about to be the biggest, the hottest duo, <laughs> <laughs> and then we realized that well, maybe we need to. Do some practice know, some more exactly before we do that. So watch out, we might it might still come out. We've been we've actually been saying that we'd surprise you guys with yeah. a, a random Peaches and Eddie production during songs of the week, and we haven't right. gotten our lives together. Yeah. But so it will next happen. season. It will next happen. Okay. Next season, right? Yes. So when I was younger, um, my sister and I gave my brother a fly to eat and told him it was a raisin. Oh my god, you guys yeah, are criminals. Yeah, we're, we're evil. Sorry, bro. Did yeah. he eat? He ate, he ate it because he loved food so much oh when he was a kid. So he took it and put it in his mouth. I know. It's really, really Does horrible. he know it's a fly? Yeah. No, he didn't know. Like, when we when gave, did you tell him? Oh, later. Later. Years like, later. I think years later. Yeah, that we'd, we'd caught it at the window and then we gave it to him. It's raising. Oh eat it. my <laughs> <laughs> Right. The next one is when I was about seven... Uh, I think, yeah, I was seven. I could ride a bicycle. I decided that I was big enough to take my bicycle and ride around the area. And this was in Germany. This wasn't in Ghana. My parents were worried. So eventually my dad had to take his car and come looking, looking for, for me. Like, I thought I was so big. Independent girl <laughs> riding my bicycle. Um, another fact, another random fact is an ex-boyfriend of mine told me that 
do you want to die and go to hell just because I would I, I didn't respond to his messages? Wow. Okay. Yeah, so an yeah, emotional yeah. abuser right there. <laughs> so another random fact is that I love languages. I really, really, really do. I've taken courses in Mandarin. I've tried to learn a few words of Yoruba, and I recently started learning Arabic. I love it. It's great on on Duolingo. So I speak Ever and German fluently. I speak. My tree has gotten much better, so that's good. <laughs> my Ada is so so, and I speak some French as well. Um, what else is there? Um, I can I can usually tell when people are lying to me. I don't know, but I can just tell. There's something in a person's demeanor. There's something in their eyes that just so. This one, dear Charlie, you're lying. You're lying. Another fact about me is that I'm a very private person. Um, I love my own company, maybe a bit too much, but I'm a private person. I don't like matter. And when I was much younger, I used to be incredibly shy. I'm mm-hmm. still a bit shy, but it's gotten much better. And because um, I, I had to make a conscious effort to sort of get out of it, because it wasn't helping right. me. To be honest, I had to be like, you know what, this shy, shy thing's not going to take who, you anywhere. So you need to, you know. Um, another random factor, maybe not so random anymore. I love food. I really, <laughs> really, really love food. But at the same time, I'm really picky as well. And I, and I get bored with food uh, quickly. So I guess it's a good thing that I like cooking mm. and experimenting. And, and if, if, if I go somewhere and the food is not tasty, I won't eat it. Mm. Like I know there are some people who are like, it's polite to just eat. I'll be like, no. I can have it. I probably won't tell you the reason, just but I was like, nah, it's, it's, it's okay. I, I, I can't eat it. Um, when we decided to do this YouTube thing, I was super, super, super nervous. I was going to say that it took a lot to yeah, convince her. It's not like you know I'm very, I'm not, I'm a more like a behind the scenes person yeah. myself. Mm. I don't like people really seeing me out there like that. Mm. But I was much readier than mm. Eddie was, was to do that. Like, It took some doing. It yeah. wasn't actually until we went on the we went on a TV yes, show once, yes, yes, and and it went rather well. well. And I had fun there. Yeah, I was like, and oh, so this is like, great. Oh, we can do this. You know, you and know? I start getting addicted to this kind <laughs> of thing. Um, yeah. Um, a few years back, I took a. I didn't know how to swim. I took a three day course. I did not know you didn't know how to swim. No, I mean back then. Before, oh, yeah. Okay. So I took a three day course on swimming, and I can swim now. I'm not sure that I can swim like really, really well no, in the sea can. and things. Yeah, but I can. I can move from A to B. And last but not least, I'm a lover, not a fighter. Mm. I love peace and all the happy things. But unfortunately, the world is not always like that. So sometimes you got to bare your teeth. You know, be mm. like. Mm. So yeah, that's it from me. Just a few random facts. If you want to know more, Super send me a message, tweet at me. I'll, I'll be happy to let you know more. Now me. I'm just like embarrassed by my topic. <laughs> no, this but is why? Not, what? No. Excuse me. No, no, no. I'm no, going no. to do. Listen, I'm going to copy, copy next season. I'm going to do my <laughs> random facts. Excuse me. Then I'll come to some serious topic and be like, mm, today we're talking about. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah, so that's heart me. disease. Or something. <laughs> you know, something so heavy like hypertension. No, I don't know what. So that's me. That's okay. Me. Oh, that was so lovely. Okay. Yeah. Well, so I was thinking about what, you know, what two passwords I want to close the season on and everything. And um, I figured because we are now in 2020, I'm going to briefly talk about something that I remember from many, 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 many years back. And if you're a Ghanaian of a certain age, you'd have heard this. And that is Vision 2020. 20. Oh, yeah. That's nice. Okay. So... <laughs> 
Now, listen, that document was 100 pages long. And like I said, I do all my notes at 3 a.m. <laughs> to the point where I left some somewhere. So it's a very cursory. It's not one of my economics, deep, mm. deep research. But there's some things to take away here, which I thought were interesting and useful to know. So for anyone who, who isn't aware, Vision 2020 uh, was the long-term development agenda for Ghana, which came into being in our post-democratic 1992 government. So that was the first time we ever actually had uh, um, <clears throat> elected uh, government officials after mm -hmm. having been subjected to military rule mm -hmm. for since ooh, almost since since about 1960. Mm -hmm. um, so it was a moment of transition politically and all of that. And um, one of the things that they presented to Parliament was this long-term uh, agenda for growth and development, which was to go all the way to 2020. Now, mm -hmm. at the time they introduced it, back then in 1993 or whatever it is, 2020 seems so far, so far away. I was I walking know. around in my primary school uniform at SOS, or where was I? Where did I got into? Either, yeah, but I was still quite, quite young. Mm. So... And now we're in 2020. So I was very curious to see <laughs> what the targets were in right. the Vision 2020 document and where we are in, a t in terms of having attained them today. Oh. So I said, let me have a look and do some comparisons. Oh, great. I All love right. this already. <laughs> so the ultimate goal of Vision 2020 was for, Ghanaians to be, for Ghana to be a middle-income country by 2020. And this is a direct quote, for citizens to live long healthy and productive lives as the norm with access to employment, shelter, and leisure. It's a lie. So, <laughs> it's a lie. So, of course, there they were typical economic indicators that they were targeting education, health, rural development, ICT infrastructure, road networks, uh, economic growth, diversifying the economy, and so on and so forth. So, at the time in 1995 which is when it finally made its way to, onto the parliament floor the adult literacy rate in ghana was 53 mm -hmm. percent and 77 percent of children were enrolled in primary school now as of 2018 mm -hmm. that number is now 79 percent oh, okay. and primary school enrollment is at 84 percent so there have been market improvements yeah, in yeah. those things yeah. so good going good. yeah definitely the GDP at the time in 1992 was 6.4 6 billion dollars. Today it's 47 billion dollars. Mm. So the economy has indeed mm. grown uh, exponentially since that time, as it should have. Mm. Um, the midterm goal for 20, Vision 2020, so that they had a midterm goal that was from 1996 to year 2000, mm -hmm. was to take the per capita GDP from $441. Now, per capita GDP, basically the GDP is a, the amount of money the, a country generates, right? Um, and then, of course, you subtract. So you've got imports, export. There's a, there's a formula which I'm supposed to know, but I don't because <laughs> school was a long time ago, mm -hmm. right? Now, per capita GDP is when you take the population of the country and divide, use it as a divider for the total amount of gross product, mm -hmm. and then you get the per capita GDP. Okay, so at the time it was four hundred and forty-one dollars. This is back in nineteen ninety-two, mm -hmm. and the midterm goal was to take it to over five hundred by the year two thousand. 
But today, the GDP per capita in Ghana is 2,130. Mm -hmm. So again, we have grown so much as a country, right? Mm -hmm. At the time, the goal was to have agriculture then over 40% of GDP. So again, that's not a good thing per mm. se, because if you have bad weather or bad crops or some kind of pest or whatever that yeah. destroys your crops, then the whole economy is in shambles. Yes, so yes. you always want to diversify your GDP um, income sources. So they wanted to have um, GDP from agriculture be less than 20% of the economy to have the service industry account for over 45% of the economy and to have industry be over 37%. So right now, agriculture is at 18% of the economy, so less than uh, the 20% target that they had. Now, mm. I don't know if this is a good or a bad thing because we've talked in, about how much food we import. Yes. So... In terms of diversifying the economy, yes, but in terms of like we've maybe we've over diversified. Mm. I don't know. That's a whole separate uh, conversation to have because um, specialization is technically according to your. Let me. I don't want to get too into all mm. this, but you know, according to your dominant economic theory, specialization is actually good. So one country does what they're good at. The other country grows what they're good at, and then this one will export to this, and that will this export to that. So technically speaking, it's not necessary to grow every single product that you're going mm. to eat. However, our balance of import-export is skewed heavily, Absolutely, and yeah. agricultural goods are one of the ways we could restore that balance. So, you know, debate, debate. Mm. Go and talk to the finance minister, media. I'm just <laughs> saying, but... <laughs> um, so again, they wanted the services industry to be over 45% of the economy. Right now, it's at 43, so mm -hmm. we're right there. Mm -hmm. And they wanted industry to account for at least 37% of GDP, and we're at 31 now. Okay. So we're actually pretty close to our 2020, Vision 2020 20, goals. Okay. Um, we've got this whole one district, one factory <laughs> thing going on. Mm -hmm. um, I hope it's real and not, again, <laughs> just sexy headlines. Um, our GDP industry figures quite a bit. So um, now the economic growth targets at the time were for over 8% economic growth. So how much, that's basically how much the economy is growing, how much more money is being generated each year. And you usually want to have your growth rate to be at least 6%. Otherwise, you're in stagnation, mm -hmm. right? Um, currently, it's at 5.6%. That's hey. why you're feeling stressed out. <laughs> Because <laughs> oh things are really hard, <laughs> but <laughs> you mess. <laughs> uh, as recently as 2018, um, the growth rate was at 11. percent So oh. it shrunk mm -hmm. dramatically mm -hmm. since and then. then? Mm. We're hoping it will go up. Um, Standard and Poor just gave us a good rate rating or adjusted our rating up. I can't remember what, but. Mm. I don't know. It seems supposedly growth indicators are looking good. good we'll yeah. see about that. All right. Now, this is the one that really stood out to me. At the time, 71% of the energy um, in the country was provided by wood fuel. I'm like, ew, ew how ghetto. <laughs> really? Some Ekrasini lifestyle, man. 71%, you know. Which was really crazy. Now, the three main uh, energy sources are, of course, um, oil, hydroelectric, 
uh, biogas and then biomass, which is basically wood fuel. Um, right now, uh, wood fuel still accounts for 40% of the energy. And who are all these people using charcoal? Well, well, I guess in the rural, in, yeah, rural See, areas, I always yeah. think we're more urbanized than we really mm. are, you know. As oh. they say, the whole Ghana is not just Accra and exactly. and Tema. Exactly. So People are living very differently like, out there. Yes. Like 40, that's almost half the country mm-hmm. still mm-hmm. rely on mostly wood fuel, charcoal and things like that. Um, of course, oil counts for 42%. So that's mm-hmm. what's, uh, you know, pumping all the turbines or like fueling all the turbines. And... Um, Natural gas is 11%. Um, hydro, I don't know where it is. All right, whatever. But of course, the hydro is still quite small because we only have the Akosombo Dam. Dam mm. And then there's, is it Bui Dam? Or what's the other one? There's some, there's some other one somewhere getting to the north. So we have a ways to go. We already know that electricity supply is not enough for us here um, as we've grown as a nation. Okay, so yeah. there's work to be done there. Now, the life expectancy at the time, that's again, 1992 to 1995. That time frame was 55 years of age. It's currently 63. We are still well under the global average. So what, 72? 70 something. 70 something, yeah. And it's going up. And so we have catching up to do. Um, The goal was also to reduce population growth to under 2%, because obviously Mm -hmm. if your population grows more than your economy or grows to a degree that you cannot manage it, then that creates problems. Mm -hmm. Um, Currently, population growth is at 2.2, so not bad, Mm -hmm. not bad. Mm -hmm. If we can get our economic growth numbers up, we might actually be doing something Mm -hmm. out here. And then again, poverty level at the time was 36%. Currently, the poverty rate is 23%, so it's gone down. However, it's stagnating and has only gone down by 1% in the last couple of years, which indicates that the divisions between the rich and poor keep growing. So even though the baseline of poverty keeps moving up, some people are still left behind because the rich are getting richer, richer. so the gap Mm. is still wider. But why did I say all this? Just to say that, even though, again, if you live around these parts, you know, things suck mm-hmm. a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. And like I've said many times before, once the longer you live here, the more you realize the space between where we should could be, be and, and, and we where are. we are. Yeah. And, you know, Ghana could be a paradise. I strongly believe that. That's why I'm always so frustrated. Um, this is also, I believe, an election year, is it not? It, it is, yes. So these are things taken into consideration. But I guess the takeaway, the positive takeaway here is that even though we have so far yet to go, we have come such a long way yeah. as Ghanaians. Yeah. Ghana has become quite the sexy place to be. <laughs> Everyone come is coming here, year return, yeah. this, this, and that. Things have changed dramatically, and I guess that's a positive note to carry considering you know where things used to be uh, yeah. going forward for the rest of the year for the election year th- just to reflect on yeah that's, great. that's, 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 that's a great way to end okay. the, the, the season nice okay so we just want to thank a few people yes 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 um, yes perry for perry Nimai, go check him out on yeah. socials on he uh, did our opening visual graphic for us on the youtube channel which please all of you go subscribe Subscribe. we're actually almost at 100 subscribers so that's Mm. really nice thank you guys (laughs) keep subscribing tell your fans so shout outs to perry shout outs to seshi Seshi. sound engineer extraordinaire 
who uh, we took tips and pointers when we started doing our own thing over yes. here. Which, incidentally, is why the audio has been all over the place. Because yeah. we <laughs> are doing our own editing now. So. But it's getting better. But I think so. we finally hit the sweet spot mm. as well. So going forward, everything should sound really professional. Yes. Shout out to my brother, Andre, who... Yes. Finesses our logo every season. <laughs> if you notice, our accessories mm, change every season. Some flowers and some <laughs> and cute sunglasses <laughs> and whatever. Next season will be something else. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, shout outs to him. And then I guess the listeners. Yes, yes. absolutely. You guys are amazing. Amazing. As I've said, I think I've said here before, this podcast has far exceeded the modest expectations we ever set for it honestly by far like i can't even begin to tell you mm. i never expected to have listeners in namibia in the uk israel yeah like uh, so many people Russia, in ghana so, yeah. hold us that every all over the world and it's you guys that did it certainly wasn't me <laughs> so thank you so much and for your wonderful comments online and, and your just messages being, and yeah all that. just oh, you guys great. are just so awesome and we really appreciate it we recognize every single one of you we see the the wonderful uh, work you're doing doing pr free mm, pr and yeah, stuff like us. that please keep doing it we love you appreciate you and we'll see you soon i yeah. don't know soon 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 you know how we are mm. but no i mean this time we won't be we won't <laughs> vanish for a whole no. calendar year no. or whatever no, we'll be back soon <laughs> all right loves all right Take then care. bye, bye. If you enjoyed the episode and you're listening to us on any of our platforms, please give us a thumbs up. Remember to subscribe and we'd also love for you to share this episode with your friends. Let's continue the conversation. We'd like to hear your feedback. Information on how to reach us on our website can be found in the description.